Hi, everybody. Welcome to New Frontiers in Functional Medicine, where we are interviewing the best minds in functional medicine, and today is no exception. You know, one of the biggest requests that I hear, uh, not just in the land of New Frontiers podcast, but, you know, on the website, emailed directly to me in our clinic immersion program, in our um, uh, nutrition residency program, just kind of over and over and over when I'm, you know, in person somewhere is I need, I, I want to understand how to run uh, a good, solid um, functional medicine business. So the question around business is always big. We've talked to Tom Blue in our clinic immersion program. We've pulled in um, other experts like Dan Kalish and so forth to talk about business. And today I'm going to be mining the, the expertise of Dr. Jeff Glad, who I had the uh, privilege of presenting uh, at A4M with in DC a few years back. And he and I hit it off and I resonated with his message. So we're going to mine his brilliance today and talk about some of the cool projects he's up to and some of the things we're collaborating on. So let me give you his background and then we will jump in. Uh, Dr. Glad graduated from Indiana University School of Medicine in 2001. He's board certified in family medicine. While running a busy conventional medicine practice in 2006, he lost 50 pounds, transforming his personal and professional focus towards integrative care. I have to ask you about that, Jeff. That's pretty impressive. Um, in, he's a 2009 graduate of the University of Arizona Integrative Medicine Fellowship, uh, and he served as the medical director of a hospital-based integrative practice in Fort Wayne, Indiana, before a 2010 spinoff into GLAD-MD Integrative Medicine, a direct pay cons consultative practice. He founded and launched purehealthmd.com, a website housing professionally authored health content, which was successfully sold to uh, Discovery Channel. He created and launched the web's first nutrient depletion calculator, um, mitavin.com, which was recently acquired by Fullscript. He's taught the business courses at the University of Arizona Fellowship and at AIHM. Uh, he's currently the chief medical officer at Fullscript, a virtual dispensary uh, aiming to change the way health is prescribed. He advises a variety of healthcare startups as well as insurance and tech companies while he continues to run GLAD-MD Integrative Medicine and GLAD-MD.com. Dr. GLAD, welcome to New Frontiers. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, folks, you can hear from Jeff's bio, you know, why I want to talk to him today. He's so experienced in uh, making the business of medicine work. First of all, Jeff, you know, just the fact that you were able to launch a successful conventional family practice is a big deal in this world where everything is owned by, um, you know, hospital conglomerations. So, A, that's a big deal. And then within that busy model, because I know it's crazy, you had your own transformation over to integrative and functional medicine. You changed your life within that model, and then you changed your practice. So talk to me about that journey. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, to think of it now, because I, I've, I've been in this steady model and practice for, for now 10 years, you know, everything just really rapid fire happened very, very quickly. So, you know, I had this very conventional, um, you know, family practice. Not only was I, you know, seeing the 30, 40 patients a day, but I was also doing OB and delivering babies. So I'm on call mm. in a small town every night, mm. um, you know, pulling my shifts in the urgent care. I'm rounding on in, in patients. I mean, it was 
what I thought I wanted to do. It's certainly what I was trained to do. Um, and, and, you know, that in the course, over the course of a couple of years with a very poor lifestyle in terms of diet and, and lots of diet Coke and poor sleep and, and, and so on and so forth. I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, I was overweight. I, I probably, if I would have known about prediabetes and, and, and investigated those, those markers that I investigate for everybody now would have found myself pretty, pretty sick. Yeah. Um, but, but was also self-medicating myself for panic attacks. I mean, I was taking, I was taking uh, samples out of the drug rep closet to manage those since medical school. So just, it, it was kind of a mess, obviously. And, wow. and, and um, it was a really, uh, the initial was, hey, I, I, need, to, I need to lose weight. Um, and, and as I just focused on better nutrition, cleaned up my diet, lost 50 pounds, mental clarity, got off of the medications. And, and it was just sort of this really big aha moment that what I'm doing in, in delivering care isn't, isn't actually doing anything about people's health. Um, and and wow. so studied nutrition. Um, and again, like I said, just everything was kind of boom, boom, boom. Because about that time, I left solo practice for the exact reason that you mentioned how hard it was, how hard it is to do and join the local hospital um, mm. to become an employed physician because it just, it just wasn't sustainable from a financial standpoint. And it was just such a burden to kind of handle all that. Well, it, and, was destroying. Um, it was destroying you. I mean, what, oh, so you yeah. go into the art of medicine, you have this calling and you're destroyed in the process. And so of course you had to join the hospital practice it, it, anyway. uh, you know it was and it and it um and at that time it was just that whole thing was just starting right that the hospital acquisition of doctors was just yeah. starting because you know it's parkview hospital now is hundreds of physicians i mean literally hundreds of physicians and i was like physician number eight mm. um and so as i had this aha moment and i i figured out you know that integrative medicine was this calling and this desire for me to go down the road of this is how i want to practice this is the yeah. content i want to know um i because i was one of eight physicians had the ear of leadership of the hospital and i went to the ceo and i went to the cfo and said hey i want to uh i want to be an integrative medicine doctor I want an open integrated medicine clinic. And, and they said, well, I, what does that mean? I, I mean, how, how do you, how do you do that? And right. I had, you know, no business experience. I, I didn't, you know, I, even though I had the, 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 the solo practice, you know, I still didn't really understand, you know, an organization and budgets and, and what that, you know, what really is going to speak to them. But blessedly they had the, 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 the foresight and, and the passion uh, or at least could appreciate my passion and said, okay, well, let's, let's try it. Let's, let's open the Parkview Center for Integrative Medicine. You do it two days a week. Uh, it'll be an insurance build integrative practice. You'll spend time with patients. You'll work on health. Um, and, but keep your day job, right? Keep, keep, your, keep your primary care practice three days a week. And so within just a couple months, I mean, the demand was huge. I, I was doing a live news show. Um, wow. And so the, the community was understanding this and, and there was a huge desire for this because it really didn't exist. And, um, you know, two months later, they said, OK, we get it. This is now your full time practice. Um, you know, go ahead and, and, and do integrative medicine full time. And, and it was just such an exciting time, um, you know. And so but meanwhile, I was also kind of feeling the burden of employment. Right. I, I you know, being a tech guy and, 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 and running a startup. 
I was, you know, in between patients having to log in past the firewall of the hospital to get access to uh, the internet every time. Right. And uh, so it just, you know, and, and then wanting to make any changes in the practice and having any unique ideas, just, you know, you needed sort of the six levels of approval and it just yeah. was, it was stagnating. So I was, you know, doing the Arizona fellowship. I was also now designing my ideal practice. What, what will this look like? I want it before and, you jump yeah. before you jump there because I, I I obviously everybody wants to hear about that but I just I want to ask you, um, the, the you made this rapid fire successful hospital based program and I do understand all of the levels of bureaucracy we were talking about it before and and and, mm-hmm. and why you would want to transition elsewhere but I also want to I want to just mine a couple of your thoughts around what made it spectacularly successful like for instance how did you end up on TV were you speaking locally are there any just just give me a couple of thoughts there because we've got a lot more to talk about just around what you did at that time. Like not everybody ends up on TV when they start a practice. No, for sure. And, and again, this was this was um, part of of the intention of I need to start. I need to launch this integrative brand with the hospital. Um, I, you know, I don't know if my community is ready. I don't know if they're interested. I don't know if they know what this is. Uh, I'm not ready as a, as a guy who was in you know quite a bit of school debt and 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 all kinds of other personal financial debt to to take this risk on myself and so mm, you know I I was able to guarantee a salary with the hospital but I was also able to utilize their their marketing to uh. get this message out in the community now you know we can talk down the road of of how someone who doesn't have that luxury can can basically you know do some similar things and gain exposure and become a brand in their community. But um, again, being one of eight physicians in the hospital and being as unique as I was, um, you know, they, they were, they, I had the marketing folks, you know, working with me to figure out, okay, Hey, how can we get exposure? You know, we got an article in the paper coming out. We got um, this, uh, it's called the noon extra. So it was a call in show um, on weekday ABC television locally in Fort Wayne, where it was a live call in show. And so, you know, I came on and uh, was fielding questions and obviously wanting to talk about nutrition and health and being a doctor. I mean, the phone lines were always packed. And so what, what, what started out as an every other day, every other week um, TV spot became weekly. Um, and, and that really grew the practice. And then I had a, a team outside of the hospital that was helping with, with my branding, um, who was now cutting up all these Q&As and turning them into YouTube clips. Oh, right. Great. So now I had all this video content that I was doing already and it was helping live, but, but now I'm repackaging that. And I mean, those clips still live on my Facebook page um, and on our YouTube channel. And Perfect. so, you know, it, it was utilizing them. Now, as I made, you know, and left the hospital, I, you know, early on before I officially left the hospital, talked to the news station and said, Hey, I, I want to keep this going. Like, I hope this isn't just a hospital thing. I hope this is helping you know, your programming and, and, and getting people to tune in. And they're like, yeah, for sure. So for a year and a half after leaving the hospital, I was still doing the, the live news show. Oh, that's perfect. There's so much beneficial information you've just given from grabbing little clips and popping them on your YouTube, um, you know, to accessing the hospital's platform. I mean, I, I don't have a hospital-sized platform by any stretch, but we have worked on building our platform. And I, one of the things that I continually do is, and since we've got such a, a, a large collaborative team here, I always want my folks who 
who are inspired to do so to contribute content to the platform and not only build their brand, but it's just like a nice quality of content. Like I don't want to be the lone person here. And so really sharing, I think that's a, it's, you know, finding a platform you might be able to jump on would be a good uh, chunk of advice for new physicians transitioning in or new practitioners of any stripe. And then if you do write content, like you said, Jeff, you can pull some of those quotes and pop them up on a YouTube. If you've got, if you've got the, the um, visual or we pull quotes, all of, there will be quite a few quotes pulled from your content today. And we post those on our Facebook and th or, excuse me. Well, we do post them on Facebook, but on Instagram, these yeah. new frontier quotes are probably our most popular bit so thanks for bring, highlighting that because we're doing our own version of that um all right so let's just go back to you transitioning into and building your dream practice talk, talk yeah about let me that. let me let me jump in first though just mm -hmm. kind of piggy, piggyback off of what you just said like but even working with the local hospitals like you know if you're not a hospital employee no, no problem. I mean, these, we're seeing more and more hospitals and institutions understanding the patient demand for integrative and functional care. And, you know, while some of them are actually opening clinics, all of them, I'm sure, are looking to partner with really good providers in their area in some yeah. way, shape, or form. And so you actually might utilize their marketing channels and might utilize their power in the community just as some you know, partnership in messaging about health. And so, yeah. you know, don't, don't let that stop you. I mean, I, you know, I, I haven't been hospital associated now for 10 years, but, um, and the hospital I left still has an active integrative clinic, which is the, you know, basically the one I helped, you know, I started, uh, but the other hospital has come to me just in the last year and said, we, we, you know, we somehow want to be aligned with you because our patients, you know, demand integrative care. So, that opportunity exists for anybody out there, you know, who has a really good, you know, practice and a good focus and just has that passion, go knock down everybody's door because everyone's looking for this in some way, shape or form. And if you've got a legitimate practice that you're doing it, there are opportunities out there. Well, and that's in the brick and mortar space. And I would argue that that's those same opportunities exist in the, in the digital space where you can even easier. Totally. Yeah. So there are, and, and, you know, we're going to be talking about our clinic immersion and sort of the, the, this collaborative care model and mentorship and all of that. And I, you know, you build, you build it, you build your community by doing this outreach, you build your, your collegial community, you build your inspiration, you know, you just have more, not just patient contact, but just, you know, this rich collaborative environment that, um, that we can lose if we're, if we're siloed in our little practice. So actually with that note, I'm going to, I want to circle back and hear about how you built your practice and, and, and some of the things that you, you did there that are useful and, then we'll, we'll, we'll continue on this, on this other conversation in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, as I was in the insurance-based hospital employed integrative practice, you know, they had sent me to um, the old Heal Thy Practice conference that the Holistic Primary Care Journal had put on for a few years. And uh, it, I, think I, I think it was the first one I went out to, and they, it was a very business-focused conference. And so I was able to sort of design this dream practice as I was already practicing um, and, and realizing that it just, it just can't 
it can't work with insurance companies. Um, mm. If I want to spend time with patients and I want to give them the time they need and there's no pressure for productivity, it just, it just can't be insurance based. And so that, that was sort of the, 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 what I realized had to happen. Um, and so then I had to start having conversations with patients, you know, as I was making this transition, um, my, my guaranteed salaried contract with the hospital was coming up and they're like, Hey Jeff, we love what you do. You've got a six month waiting list. It's amazing. Your reviews are off the charts. We need you to see three times as many people and we're all good. <laughs> it was just yeah. like, yeah, I can't do that. Um, and, and that was that, that was the launching point. And so I started having conversations with patients and, and I said, listen, you know, I, this is what this is going to look like. Um, insurance just doesn't support the type of care we're delivering. Um, and then started to build out, you know, how we're going to be able to do this, um, and bring on other providers. So I was able to bring on two nurse practitioners when we launched, this is August of 2010, that had had some training, nothing official, nothing formal in terms of the, you know, kind of residency or, or fellowship programs, but, um, then largely trained by me um, and, and worked alongside me before they saw their own patients. And, and now those two nurse practitioners, one of whom is my wife, has, has been with me now for over nine years um, seeing patients. I charge a lower rate for the nurse practitioners. So we have an opportunity to you know, be able to see as many people as we can, but also um, you know, still deliver that same type of care. Um, we used a platform that was able to handle, uh, you know, confidential messaging. So we do email visits, which is a much lower expense and lower cost. So patients who just have kind of small changes that they need to make or tweak, um, you know, can do more of the virtual visits. We've certainly embraced the telemedicine um, aspect of things. Uh, and, and now we're using health coaches to deliver a lot of the lifestyle content, which is, you know, taking the, the more expensive provider visits and, and utilizing them for more of the high level focus as opposed to just focusing you know, focusing on, on everything. Um, and, and then, you know, it, it really is about delivering that message and explaining to patients why you're doing this, what it means, you know, because initially we had a lot of patients who were used to the insurance build integrated visit who were resistant to paying for it. Um, and, and so it was just a matter of explaining, you know, that this is why, and you know, we understand if it doesn't work out for you. And, and what I found was in the three to six months of launching the practice in 2010, we saw a whole lot of new patients, right? Cause we mm -hmm. had this huge waiting list that we had access to. And so we reached out to all those people and we said, you know, here's the new practice. We can actually get you in tomorrow, not six months from now. And that really fueled the, the, the beginning of the spinoff practice. Meanwhile, the patients who were re reluctant to go into a, a direct pay practice and, and pay out of pocket were realizing that the conventional alternative that insurance covers wasn't what they wanted and it wasn't the type of care that they wanted for themselves. And so those patients then started to come back. Um, and, you know, meanwhile, we, we just kept delivering the messaging. We did a couple of movie nights where we hosted documentaries about uh, the type of, you know, we did Food Inc. Um, was, was the big one and uh, just kept spreading that message. I was still on, on television. Um, we were then packaging again all this content online and just really 
trying to deliver as much education about what we're doing, but also being very open about the finances of the practice and, and why we're passionate about this model. Got it. Um, and, and, and that just kept building upon itself. You know, I think the whole move toward higher deductibles obviously aligned with the timing of what we were doing too. And so while the, you know, at the same time we're leaving insurance, more and more patients are becoming consumers. And, and so the first, you know, now five or $6,000 out of pocket is theirs, you know, in, in healthcare. Yes. And so they get to choose how they spend that. No, yes. I don't want to spend it with a seven minute office visit. I want to spend it yes. with an hour with, with you guys. And so that obviously worked, you know, big time to our advantage. And, and then we continue to, uh, I, you know, be a very cost focused practice. I have financial conversations with patients all the time. And a lot of our clinical decisions come down to dollars. Do you want to, you know, do you want to do all this testing? Here's what it's going to cost. Here's why I think it's valuable. But we could also empirically try some things here, save that lab cost, see how it goes and, and, and go from there. Right. We then built a relationship with LabCorp. We, we have incredibly inexpensive cash labs through LabCorp. And so we, we advertise that. Our patients know now if they take my office visit and the lab work, it's, it's, it's over the course of, of the year, thousands of dollars saved versus going to the hospital to get your labs done. Yeah, Just absolutely. Labs. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. so, you know, we, we've, we've saved money there um, big time. And, and then we use, you know, the good RX for prescriptions and we help patients save money on their prescriptions. And now all we right. use MD save all the time. Yeah. And, all right. I got, I just have to, I got to flesh some of this out. People are going to have a lot okay. of questions because you just said a, a ton. So, okay. So first of all, direct pay model, is this an hourly? Are you guys doing an hourly or did you design? It's hourly. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. So, you know, the packages is interesting. I, I, I think it's a model that, that clearly works. Um, I, I just, I thought the packages would create too much sticker shock. And so, um, and again, we're customizing the journey for people, you know, so sometimes that second visit doesn't need to happen in four weeks. We, we might be able to push that out three or four months. Yes. So I, I, I still think by, by doing it hourly visit by visit, um, we're saving patients a little bit of money in the long term, um, and and avoiding that sticker shock of what a package might look like. Okay, absolutely. That's that makes total sense. And then, I mean, what is your first hour or your first office visit? How long? How long do you suggest? Do you tell yeah, patients so it's going to be approximately? It, it, it's always sixty minutes. Uh, it's, and always it's always 60. it's always been sixty minutes. So so okay. the visit. So the initial visit is sixty minutes with the provider. Uh, and that's either myself or one of the nurse practitioners, plus 60 minutes with our nutritionist slash health coach. Okay. Um, and so and we bake, that's it. So, but it happens. We we then started pushing that that second visit. And I thought, you know, the back to back provider visit is already a ton of information, right? You're you're overwhelmed. You've just yes. kind of got <clears throat> brain drain. Excuse me. And and so then you go ahead. We move you across the hall, and now we expect you to change your nutrition. Yes, so we, that's that nutrition visit happens after the second visit. It's it's already paid for in the initial visit. It actually happens in the second visit, which you know, we find works better. Yes, we have the exact. We, so we have the same model. We do, we do the same thing. I mean, for exactly the same reasons. So we do. We actually have our initial visit. Our initial visit here is two hours, um, mm -hmm. and they for they. 
they pay, prepay their initial visit, which budgets, which includes an additional two hours for nutrition because it's so integral to the success exactly right. of a functional medicine model. And they don't actually, the therapeutic dietary prescription isn't prescribed until they meet with the provider at the second visit. Second visit. Got and it. then they, I think, which I think is, and then they schedule with the nutrition team. So it's actually a third visit where they then circle back and meet with the nutrition team. Um, and we found that to, to work very well for, for us. And it's, it sounds quite similar to what you're Very doing. similar. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my favorite example, and, and, and I think this works, you know, this is how it works so well. Um, first of all, I, I baked the nutrition fees into the initial visit because yes. in the first couple months of the practice, patients would come for the initial visit, then cancel their nutrition. Visit. Yes, 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 exactly. That's and right. So, That's right. And then so all of a sudden, and this is sort of my, my mantra whenever I teach business and, and all the courses I've ever taught is ready, fire, aim. Like you just make the change and then go yes. back and sort of track what, yes. what worked or what didn't work. So that was yes. one day where my dietitian came to me and said, listen, all these people are canceling. Boom. Yeah. That day, all of a sudden, now the nutrition visit's free. The initial visit costs more but the nutrition visit's free, so yeah. you should attend. But what I find, um, and, and you probably have too, you know, in this initial visit, we're still seeing lots of really new people to, to, to integrative health and functional health. And so, you know, the concept of an elimination diet is, is new. You know, I usually will say, well, let's just, paleo is at least a template that you can find recipes and you can find guidelines. Let's start a paleo diet and you're going to do this on your own. Here are some links. Here are some resources. Because I want you to start to experience this on your own. You are not going to do it right. We don't expect you to do it right. But it makes your nutrition visit so much better because you just spent four weeks following this. And now you're going to sit down with the nutritionist and say, you know, most people already feel better, right, by, by, by making those changes to their diet. And so they're, now they're motivated to figure out how do I maintain this. And now the nutrition visit is really this beautiful interaction with our with our health coach and nutritionist on okay what do you like about what you're eating because here's a bunch more recipes like that what are you missing because we can find and fill those gaps with some with some healthier versions of those meals yeah you know when did you get stuck when did you kind of go off and and, and kind of you know go back to your old ways of eating what did that what was that interaction like or were you eating out because now this is a much richer type of uh, visit. So I want to make a comment on that. And then I, you know, we, I want us to, I also want us to stand up. We could, we could continue this <laughs> conversation for a long time. And this is all so important, but what's interesting about your model, what you've just said, so it's similar in structure to us and we found it to work very, very well, but we actually would consider ourselves, well, as Tom Blue calls us kind of a tertiary care functional medicine practice. So, mm -hmm. and this is why we've got a two hour first, first office visit with our providers and then a two hour second office visit. I mean, it's, it's definitely a more of a, a drill down. The bulk of our patients really in the high nineties percentage are, have, are coming from another uh, integrative, a, a journey of physicians mm -hmm. and often a lot of um, integrative uh, docs as well. So we're sort of a, we're, we're a small practice and it's hyper-focused and there's a lot there. And yep. you are introduced, so our folks tend to be extraordinarily savvy. Most of, most of our folks come 
well-versed in elimination, versed in autoimmune paleo, versed in uh, keto, keto, ketogenic diets, et cetera, et cetera. And they need a, they need a very granular level of refinement. All, oftentimes we're layering in diets and we're, you know, we're doing investigations on, you know, different kinds of food reactions, immunological and intolerances. So there's a different, it's a different uh, patient base that we're working with yes. here. Uh, but the, but the same model applies. And I would just say for, for the clinicians listening to this, you, 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 you know, you need to, there's some level of, of, you need to think about, um, you know, our two, our two distinct models and, uh, you know, and what it is that you want. And certainly the content that you're putting out into the world, uh, Jeff, is going to reflect what you're doing. The demographic in your location will, you know, be the, the, the folks that are coming in. And so we have some uh, opportunity to, 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 to choose who we're going to work with. No, I think you're. I think you're exactly right. And and I would say, you know, it's really a great point. I'm definitely more. I, you know, I call it soft primary care. It's it's not official primary care. Our, our patients have a primary care provider, but but we're sort of yeah, that extension of, of primary care. And so it's it it's it's a lot of patients' initial entry into this type of healthcare, and and it's really where my passion lies. And and so yeah. it's a great point. You know, as a provider. If you got to figure out, you know, first of all, what you're passionate about in terms of who, what kind of patients you want to see, who you want to work with, and but also be flexible, right? Because sometimes the market needs you to be a different provider. Um, yes. Sometimes your community has a bunch of integrative providers who are doing the frontline things like I am, and, and they need more Kara Fitzgeralds who have a deeper expertise and can go deeper and can, you know, that because you're, you're somebody I would refer to is really how, how I would see that. I mean, I'm kind of the, the, the jack of all trades, integrative provider. I know definitely, you know, enough functional medicine to kind of get started and to take care of a, a majority of patients that see me, but there's a limit to what I, to what I know and to what I've trained in, <clears throat> excuse me. And here's a great business pearl. Your staff needs to understand that. Your staff right. has right. to know what you do, how you do it, what patients you want to see, because they're the ones that have to kind of talk to these patients and figure out, are you a good fit or not? My staff is very, very good at this now. And, you know, if they hear about, <clears throat> let's say, the kind of patients that your practice is seeing, we're going to be really honest up front and say, gosh, it sounds like you did a lot of the things that Dr. Glad is, you know, would do and, and the journey that he would take with you. We're not sure, you know, we're happy to give you an opinion and sort of, you know, give you an idea of, of, of you know, where you might go next. But if you're expecting this to be the, the, the end of the road and the answer, you know, you might want to reconsider. So, you know, really making sure you're having deep conversations with your staff yes. is a key, key piece. That's fab. Yeah, that's great. It is great. Okay, so one more, just quick question. What is this email? What's the email platform you're using? What are you doing? For, what, what's telemedicine? Are you using um, like a HIPAA Zoom or what, just give me those basics? Yeah, the text. So um, we've used Hello Health ever since we started. Hello Health was a company that was really, um, they were just launching as I was envisioning this practice. And so um, I started working with them. Um, and actually consulted for them and helped design some of the platform and, and, and some of the things that are there. So Hello Health for us has been this great way of 
being a documentation center, but also handling emails, being able to bill for emails, being able to, um, you know, kind of house everything in one place. We, they do have a telemedicine option. I have used HIPAA compliant Zoom as a preferred option. It's just more nimble and, and mm-hmm. it's, and it works yep. and it's more consistent. We were using Skype for a while and, and Zoom just, it, it's just It's better. easy. Yeah, yes, that's right. Totally, that's right. Totally. It is. It's easy. It's and, easier for patients. Although I do have my staff set them up before yep. I hit get on. So we're not doing tech. Although you're a tech whiz, so maybe, maybe well, but you patients can. aren't right. So you got yeah. so, you, so so you need staff, right. yeah. But then you know, like you just did for the podcast, like let's have a phone number backup because guess what? Sometimes it just doesn't work, um, right. and it's not necessarily user error. So that's what we use. I would say the only the, the tech piece uh, one I'm interested in that I just that just launched this week that I'm going to work on implementing, and another one that I'm trying to get brought in, which is you know, Fullscript now has the you know interfaces with several emrs ah, um, fabulous. And so the the ability to make a supplement recommendation in your electronic medical record yes for that then to become a full script that the patient gets in their email makes yes. a purchase and handles all the renewals and that's yeah. documented in your record yeah. that's a big gap for us in our practice you know we're having gap. to double that's a oh. big gap in everyone's practice are you kidding so we treat we transition. We're going to circle over and talk about our clinic immersion program and how, you know, there's there's a lot of clinicians tracking with what we're doing here in our tertiary yes. care model. But one of the things that they that our first cohort witnessed was our movement into an EMR and our movement almost as fast as almost as fast out of the EMR and how, tra- right. how traumatizing that was. I am so thrilled about the full script and EMR collaboration. I mean. It's a, it is, it's just a mess. Trying to practice functional medicine in an EMR is, 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 is still an evolving thing. And so I, I want to hear about who they're, you know, who, who they're, who Fullscript is collaborating with. And I want to hear more, you know, I want you to talk about that. But I also want to say to Jeff, because there's way more that we're going to be able to, than we're going to be able to cover today. If you've got um, content that you can put on our site, like some of the collaborations with the EMR from Fullscript, some of the business pearls that you've been teaching on for the last de- better, you know, decade um, plus. I, I just anything that you can share that we can um, give to our clinicians to download and just you know that people will have the transcript and. Uh, we'll put links to our clinic immersion program and all of these things. As much as we're talking about, we'll harvest and put links up. And then, Jeff, if you can think of anything else that would be good for, for our professional listeners, I'd be most grateful, as will they. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, so I, yeah, so I'm missing, the, I'm, I'm missing the full script interface. And so I'm, I'm working with Hello Health to, to, to bring that on board because, it, again, it's game-changing. And, and then the one I alluded to from this week is, is, is Amazon Transcribe Medical. Um, wow. now through AWS. So they just launched medical dictation um, because they're trying to solve the pain points for practicing medicine, which yeah. is documentation and typing all this out. So yes. I'm, I'm curious how that, how that works. I, I, have my, I have my doubts, right? I've, I've tried to transcribe before. This is now specific to, to medical, but you know, and it winds up being about $4.50 for 60 minutes worth of dictation. So if I think about my providers and how much I pay them to document, um, and if it's if now they can just speak, and actually some of this could be really savvy. I, I think it needs to, it needs to be fleshed out and needs to be kept an eye on. But imagine just letting your 
clinic visit be documented by transcription. Mm. And now it just attaches. Obviously, you'd have to kind of tease out some of the highlights so that you could, you know, review that for, for follow-up visits. But that, that's an interesting uh, addition uh, from a tech perspective to help practitioners too. Um, that I think is just worth keeping an eye on at this point. Listen, so I, I actually want to ask you one more question, and then we're gonna we're gonna transition into. Uh, well, I'll ask you more questions, but we're gonna transition. We've got like a part A and a part B to this podcast, folks. I think so we part- need a I think we need a Karen Jeff business podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, we need. Well, we need a series. I know that's right. That's right. That would be so fun. So, what the, so the final parting question: mining your clinic brain, your your business clinic brain is additional revenue streams like what are those i mean everybody leans on supplements and you're talking about yeah. this new full script collaboration which is going to be awesome but just talk to me about some of the other things that you've done because i know you've done some cool stuff yeah so i'll talk specifically in clinic right so um it winds up being uh, you know supplements becomes a, a big part of that and again it's it's all about honesty and being upfront with your patients and letting them know that this is part of supporting the business and, and keeping it going um, you, you know, certainly the, the whole lab piece for us, one of the biggest sources of revenue has been the administrative fee we put on doing cash labs for patients. And so, you know, because that takes time, it takes my staff and it took some tech to kind of build to create um, a, an easy way of ordering these lab core labs. So you're saving patients thousands of dollars, basically per every draw, hundreds of dollars, even if you're just looking at thyroid. Uh, so there's a little bit of an admin fee on that. So that's helped support the practice as well. Um, I, my health coach is very entrepreneurial uh, and I've been able to, you know, be able to support her. So she's running programs and she's doing this oh, optimal good, reset good. program, which has got Prolon baked into it, followed up with mm-hmm. a whole 30. Um, she's done, we just launched a year and a half ago, the journey program. So she now does monthly membership to coaching where she's able to connect with these people um, and, and keep things going that way. And so those would be the, the sort of the main in-clinic revenue streams that we've, uh, we've had going. Uh, you know, from a personal standpoint, you know, speaking becomes a revenue stream. Um, you know, if, you're, if you wind up kind of working with supplement companies or working with any of the educational companies, uh, that becomes an opportunity. Well, and, and let and me then, just say, let me say this, is, is folks, you're thinking, well, Jeff is out there lecturing all over the place and da, 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 da. Reach out to your reps. If this is interesting to you, ping your rep, your lab rep, your, all the myriad supplement reps that come and let them know that this is something that you're interested in. And you, I guarantee you, your rep is going to be, is, will respond to you and be interested to uh, hear what you have to say, and you'll likely establish some collaborations. So do well, it. Well, and absolutely, and, and, and I'll add to that, but have, have a passion, right? Yes, so, that's right, that's so right. So my passion, my passion is business. Nobody asks me to speak about MTHFR and methylation. <laughs> that's Nobody right. asks me to speak right, right, about right. SIBO. Yes. I, can, I can deliver it to a patient, Yes. I, I don't speak on that stuff. My passion right. is business. And so, yeah. you know, have a passion, have, have a, you know, a unique twist or practice, or, you know, you, you, you've gone down the road of looking at, at, at evidence of a certain condition, let them know that, right? So if you've got some specifics, yep. then it becomes more relevant to the, to, to whoever that rep is. Um, but, but absolutely. And I just, you know, as you continue to, to do this and, you have your platform online where people can see you and you've got a profile on LinkedIn. Um, 
there are all kinds of places. I mean, just, just, just look at Amazon getting into healthcare and getting into medicine um, and, and getting involved with insurance. I mean, there are big, big players wanting to figure this out. And if you've got an integrative passion and a functional medicine passion, you're part of the solution and yes. they know it. Yes. And so the more you're out there, the more you, you, know, you need to start taking these meetings and taking these calls and responding to people who, who, have, you know, who, who are reaching out to you. Because that's what I've done. I, mean, I, just, I never say no to the first call or two because I'm always interested. Um, now, the advantage that I would also say that I have that was intentional was I only practice two and a half days a week. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I only ever have since August of 2010 because number one, I, I want work-life balance is a big passion of mine. Um, and number two, I, I want diversity. I want to be involved in other things and I want to have time for that. And so I carved that out from the beginning so that I've got a couple days a week to be able to do those things. And so that's what's allowed me to, you know, be a part of, you know, building Mitaven and then being able to, to work for insurance companies and help consult them and Hello Health and now Fullscript. So, you know, yes. again, some of that was very, very intentional, but like we're talking about building that brand and building your platform is, is the absolute place you should spend all your time and energy now. And that's what's going to help you then extend out to be just a practitioner, if that's what you want to be, or a practitioner and a speaker or an author. I mean, right, your story is very yeah. similar to that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is. It really, it is. Yeah, and so there is some, you know, some soul searching. We actually created, a, you know, our vision and mission statement is on the page, is on our, on our website, and it's, um, God, it was just such a great journey for our team to get together and be guided in creating it. And then to see it manifest, you know, to just see us birth mm -hmm. it. And one of our a key pieces is, is, is the global transformation of the, of the, uh, you know, the medical paradigm, the medical model, just globally. And I remember one of our, one of our team members sort of chuckled when one of us put that out there. But in fact, we are doing that. And having this virtual platform and you know, I've had the honor I've, and the privilege to be able to lecture um, uh, around the world. So I've, I've, I've had that, but really more pivotal, I think more important has been this platform design. And again, opening the doors of our clinic, uh, you know, in a, HIPAA, in a HIPAA compliant way, but really opening the doors of our clinic in the clinic immersion program and our, mm. um, our nutrition residency program, those two things, and, and inviting clinicians and nutritionists and you know in to actually witness what we're doing we've had folks from you know all points in this country and really you know in many many other countries outside and so we have our we have our content recorded but we also have these live offerings people can attend our rounds and if you're way off you know you might have to set your alarm if you want to be in our live rounds or you can just access them online and um, there's many ways that you can have touch points with us in the live setting that that will meet different time points, but just kind of throwing the switch open and going live with our platform because we only have a, we have a small brick and mortar setting here in Connecticut, um, but our virtual space has been, you know, mm -hmm. is, is broad. And so all of our clinician meetings are on Zoom, are on HIPAA Zoom. Um, yeah. And it's just, 
to, to have clinicians who are as excited as we are track with us in the virtual space, pay attention to our collaborative care model, participate, ask us questions, you know, in the Zoom chat box. And just, I, it's been such a rewarding, unexpectedly rewarding journey um, and, and very much a part of our mission. So it, it's, it's really, it's really brilliant, Kara. I mean, I, when I heard of, when I heard about this, it was just, it was just such a, of course, that makes a ton of sense. So, you know, cause I've done a lot of business consulting. I've done a lot of business speaking. I, I've taught the courses and, and every single time I've got folks that come up to me and be like, when can I spend a day at your practice? Right. Yeah, when can right. I spend a day at your practice? I want to come to Indiana. I'm coming to Indiana. And, and so yeah. I had, and you know, I had a product that, that basically was spend a day with us and I had it mapped out, you know, meet with our staff and you work with our reception staff you'll follow me um and guess how many people came none right because it's it's hard to get up and go and spend a day or two anywhere let alone indiana so you've built the virtual experience which now is accessible to everyone in their home or office it's really brilliant it's and it took some courage first of all i want to say that you know shame on folks not for not coming and hanging out with you because it would have been fabulous and we do have people here we're easier we're not in indiana we're like a train ride from the city from new york and you know we're spitting distance to white plains airport so people can access us easier and so we do have clinicians but that's one clinician you know at a time and we know being on ifm faculty it's we've been talking about it forever you know how do we so we're giving the didactic content you know this lush just extraordinarily well prepared didactic content but people need to see it in action over and over again and people need to have this safe collaborative space to ask the questions to sort of mull over the latest science to think about you know what intervention they're going to use and to vet that you know vet the supplements vet the labs you know learn from industry leaders learn from thought leaders and i guess because i've been in this space for a long time now and have sort of have access to um to a lot of the 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 thought leaders and the industry leaders in this space that was another kind of a cool offering because i access you know and and everything is because i do this as a doctor when i'm working with a patient yes i'm going to ping you know brilliant friend x who's really good at you know intervention x when i need it for this human being sitting in front of me and so as i you know or i'm going to do i'm going to have you know connect make an appointment with the medical education team at a laboratory to discuss data that i don't understand and so as I, as I envisioned this mentorship that is so deeply needed, it was what am I doing in practice all of the time that I can flip the light switch on and say, hey, we're doing it on a Zoom platform and, you know, Dr. Dr. Glad, you're going to be speaking live to, you know, our whole clinic immersion and residency programs. And, mm-hmm. and it's, nobody said no, everybody loves it. I mean, it's fun. It's, I think it's arguably, you know, it's, it's, it's more useful and sort of enlivening to have this group that you get to track within a live space than just me talking to um, a tech expert at a particular company. So anyway, the whole design has, it's just been rewarding and just unexpectedly, I don't know, kind of su- successful. And I want to underscore that you know, that it it was unexpected and rewarding. And it took this, it took a burst of courage from all of us, our whole team here, because 
you know, when you present, when I present cases, and I'm sure you've presented cases, even though you're focusing on business, we polish our cases. I mean, I published lab, a, a case book um, for professionals, case studies in integrative and functional medicine in 2011. I published that. And you can't, you can't show the sausage making or right. you would have a tome and no one would ever look at it. You have to kind of pull out the key points when you write about a case for publication or you present a case on a, uh, in a lecture. You have to kind of pull them out. And so one of the big things was let's let folks actually see us puzzling through. Let them see mm -hmm. us actually hitting a wall, not being successful, bringing it to the group, rethinking it. What direction do we take now? How do we implement our therapeutic dietary prescription, et cetera, et cetera? Um, just kind of letting, letting folks see the warts of a, of a functional medicine practice as seasoned as we are, just, you know, that authenticity, the realness, uh, the camaraderie, the collegial uh, connection just felt very important to me, although a little bit of a risk and we jumped in and IFM recognized also, Jeff, that it, it was a kind of a, a creative model and, you know, just jumped on t and they've been a huge uh, support of us. Actually, in fact, we're going to, we, I, I, I want to talk about Fullscript because of course, not only are you CMO now, but you know, of course we're, we're partnering on, on this journey with Fullscript as well. So yeah. that's been really thrilling. So anyway, talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on um, anything that I've just said, but also uh, the full script, what full script is doing and where, and where they're heading and, you know, your, your work with them. And anyway. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think what you just said is, 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 is so true. I mean, I think a couple other points on top of that is, you know, why, why do all these providers go, go to these conferences? Well, part of it is education. I, I actually think a bigger part of it is community, right? Yeah. Cause you finally get to hang out with people of like minds that are passionate in the same ways that you're passionate, who eat like you eat. Um, and, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's community. It's why I yes. loved Arizona and, and look forward to the res, you know, the res weeks where we got to spend a week with everybody in Tucson. And um, this is an opportunity to, to build community virtually so that you can have more regular connections. And, and that's a big deal. And, and then like you and I talked about before we, we, we jumped on the podcast, I'm on an island. You, you know, in my practice right. in Indiana, you know, and I'm in my little business, kind of, you know, yes, I have staff and I, I have, you know, some colleagues, but for the most part, you know, I, I don't have a strong link to, you know, peers. And, and this gives this great opportunity for having peers in the field, bouncing ideas off of. Um, and, and so it's all really, really great. One of my big passions over the last couple years is all right, I've got this practice. It's very fulfilling. Um, personally, it's, it's helping people. But, but how do I help more? How, how can I be involved in, at a bigger scale? Yeah. Um, and, and I just, I didn't want to grow my practice in any way that, you know, had satellite offices and 15 different doctors. I just, that wasn't my passion. My passion was, how do I use tech? How do I use some of the practice tools and pearls that I've learned and, and, and used? Um, and I've known Fullscript for years. Um, you know, I've known Kyle for a long time. Uh, and so we finally started talking about, you know, they're growing. They've got a lot of stuff going on. They really want to get in with more conventional doctors that are open to and starting to learn to use supplements. And, and so that got me excited. How do we help 
get more providers practicing not all out functional medicine, but just more health promoting care. Right. And, and so how do we do that? We've got to deliver some, you know, some education. We've got to give them some evidence. We've got to make sure that, you know, people aren't just making these supplement recommendations on on a whim. And so that's what, you know, the opportunity of full script for me, you know, is to truly, you know, the tagline we use is let's change the way health is prescribed. And, you know, that's where we're going. So by creating this great library of clinical decision tools to help decide what's the most evidence-based recommendation you can make for a certain condition or a certain symptom, um, what, what, what products have that supplement in it at the standardized form and a standardized dose, um, working you know, in partnership with your clinical immersion program in terms of actually executing the delivery of this type of care, I mean, all these things are incredibly exciting to me. And then to work with a team of really nimble, you know, tech folks who just know how to get stuff done in that arena, um, but also get, you know, some of the pain points of the practitioner and, and the industry. I mean, it's really kind of a unique company in that they have so much wisdom, um, yet most of them are pretty young. Right. But yet, you know, right. really wise in terms of, of, of the industry and, and the way it's being practiced. So, I mean, those are the things I'm, I'm really excited about and in being able to kind of play a role in that, okay, from the provider's seat, how, how do we improve that experience? How do we, yes. you know, in some ways clean up the industry because, you know, you got a lot of supplement recommendations that aren't necessarily sound or they came from, <clears throat> you know, uh, you know, not a sound source, right? Not a clinical source. So how can we give them you know, at their disposal, at their fingertips, evidence-based recommendations to make, but then also the tools to be able to prescribe them, right? And, and that's where the, the EMR interfaces work really well too. I mean, that's a game changer like we it's talked about. Because now, yeah. you know, not only is the recommendation going to be sound, it's going to be documented. Yeah. And, and, and that helps, right? And, and they took over the, uh, they, you know, they acquired the Mitovin database, which is now you enter the medications a patient's on and you know what potential nutrients are being depleted. And that's going to be part of the clinical decision-making tool as well. Do you recommend supplementing that because they're at risk for deficiency? Do you work that up and test that level first? <clears throat> so all along, just helping that patient experience. That's, that's just fabulous. And it really fits in, you know, it just, I mean, if we're going to change the, you know, healthcare paradigm, we need this. We need to enter into the conversation at every level. Sometimes we'll have clinicians on um, in our in our immersion program who are still paying, they're practicing in a very conventional model. And there's often, that's often accompanied by discouragement. You know, we're st- I'm still in, I'm still seeing 20 patients a day and it's really depressing and I don't get to practice this, you know, full functional medicine that you guys are doing and they're disappointing. And, I, and, and the fact of the matter is, Jeff, you can change a human being's life in those five minutes if there are oh, wow. a few key pieces. And I can see, well, as I hear you, this is your calling to kind of sw- work in this model and then assist people transitioning over. And as they're doing this walk and they begin to, and they begin to embrace a more full, a, 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 a bigger functional uh, model, then of course we're here. Actually, we have people join us at all sort of all levels of, of entry. You, don't, you needn't be called to tertiary care functional medicine. I think there's a place for everyone here. But I, yep. um, 
I appreciate your commitment to, you know, functional and integrative care delivery, regardless of the setting and keeping it straightforward and keeping it evidenced informed and, and providing these tech tools. I mean, it's, you know, bravo, you guys. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of fun and everybody's, and everybody's on board, um, you know, and on the same page. And, and like you said, I yeah. mean, any, pro this is relevant to all providers, right? All I, providers. I, I'd love to know the number, but I, I it's got to be the majority of doctors, uh, primary care, conventional doctors who, you know, realize that vitamin D is important, that yes. a probiotic has its role, and that yes. fish oil is probably something people should be taking, right? Because I, yes. I, I hear these recommendations all the time, but they, they don't, you know, they, they're, they're having pa patients go to the drugstore or yes. go to the grocery store and that's buy medicine. Right. That's right. That's and, right. And that's dangerous. That's you know, right. It's just, it's flat out dangerous. And so right. if you're already making these recommendations, let's connect you with opportunities to connect them to the high quality, you know, products that, that you know are going to be effective, that are going to be safe. And so I'm a big fan of the full script, no margin account where don't take any profit. You know, if your employer doesn't want you to make money off of supplements, if that's uncomfortable for you, you don't want to get involved. We have a no margin account where your patient now gets a 35% discount off of the sale price. So now they're getting high quality. They're saving money. I don't think there's anything wrong with generating revenue on recommending supplements because that's a lot of education that we've had to go through and, you know, helps your practice flow as long as you're upfront with your patients about it. But, you know, for patients in a hospital system or an employed uh, situation, use the no margin account. Don't make any money on supplements if that's what's holding you back. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Um, okay. So we've talked about a lot, folks. We're going to link to Clinic Immersion and kind of give you the background on what that's about if you're interested or our residency program, um, which I know is pretty competitive and our 2019 end of the year deadline is is upon us. If anybody wants to yeah. apply, you just hustle. Um, we've talked about full script and some of the offerings at full script, uh, and of course we've talked about Jeff's. Uh, we've we've mined Jeff's uh, brilliant mind in the business world, and we're going to try to gather as much as we can and just put it on our show notes page for you. Um, as always, feel free to leave a comment, ask a question, and uh, we'll get back to you. And if you want, you know, if you want another drill down on business, if you want it from a different angle, uh, if you want to learn more about what the immersion program is, etc., just, you know, leave a comment there too, and I would be more than happy to accommodate uh, what it is you're you're needing. All right, Jeff, any, any final words of wisdom as we sign off here? I, I mean, my, again, my, my only big, big message is, I mean, figure out what you're passionate about, right? As a provider, uh, align yourself with either staff or, you know, if you're a health coach or a nutritionist, I, I would encourage you to, you know, find providers in your area that you can work with, not necessarily under, and, and then it's just that the whole business philosophy I love is just that ready, fire, aim. Like don't, too many yes. of us drag our feet, wait to yes. make that decision, right? Just like you said, clinical yes. immersion, like fire and now you aim, figure out yes. how to refine it. And, yeah. and um, you know, you're going to, yeah. you're going to, you're going to miss the target sometimes, but you know, you keep firing, especially if something you're passionate about and something that is good for society, yes. things are going to work out. It's so exciting. It's so true. Thank you, Dr. Glad. I really appreciate, appreciate reconnecting with you and, you know, just look forward to our, 
our work together. Thanks for joining me on New Frontiers today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much.